Matt, what did you think of the Meg? Well, I saw you posted a review, and you really seemed to like it. Um, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shock the world um, with this really controversial take on the Meg. Are you ready for this? Only a little bit. All right, here's my hot take. Eh, it was fine. watch shark week i did really enjoy watching it with the crowd while also it's one of those movies you know where it's like okay if i didn't see it with the crowd i probably would have just been like yeah that was an hbo movie i saw at 11 on a saturday night and then move on with my life that was uh that's that's the movie although i maybe i i would maybe not say hbo i would say uh Back when I was like eight, and like every Saturday they'd have Sci-Fi Channel marathons, and at the end of the night they would show like one new movie. This feels like that, um, but I saw this. I, I had a because of weird circumstances, I ended up seeing this twice, kinda. Um, I saw the first half twice, and then I had to leave in the middle of the first time seeing it for reasons. And uh, the first crowd I saw it with was really enjoying it, so they, that made it a lot of fun. The second crowd was not into it at all. Oh, no. So that might have, like, affected my enjoyment in some ways. Oh, that's, that's too bad. Okay, so some context. Uh, last year, Matt and I did a Shark Week retrospective of every single Jaws movie. Um, here's, here's the environment I saw it in. I went to something called The Megathon, which was a week early screening at uh, the Egyptian Theater on, on Hollywood, uh, and uh, there were three movies they showed. First one was The Meg in 3D. The mm -hmm. second one was Jaws 3D in 3D. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the final movie was Deep Blue Sea, like, at midnight. All right, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, like, I've, I have no interest in rewatching Jaws 3 ever again. Like, not that it's just awful, like, it's just, it's just boring bad, you know? Yeah, but with the crowd, every moment with like the the blatant three D attempts are like oh, yeah. that, that's kind of funny. It's like oh wow. No, I, I think that would be pretty fun with a crowd that was like into it, like the stupidity of it all. Yeah, and weirdly enough, more people were into that than Deep Blue Sea because after Jaws three D, like half the crowd left. Mm. I don't know. Well, that's a bit. Much. I don't know how you you leave after that one and not stay for Deep Blue Sea, but whatever. I don't think that's not a great. You should Jaws three D should have been last. In my opinion. Although, I always say, whenever I do, like, marathons, I always put the shortest last. Longest first, shortest last. Yeah. So I don't know which one is and which. And this one was kind of all over the place, because the Meg's not not super short either, uh, but... It's like two hours, right? Yeah, yeah, and that one was first, and then Deep Blue Sea, I think, is like almost two hours also. Mm -hmm. And then Jaws 3D is like 80 minutes. It's so fucking short. 
Yeah, that's that's why you should end with that one. Yeah. Um, but the mag, my crowd ate it up, and okay. I, it is perfectly serviceable. I think, and that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's nice to have like cinematic comfort food. I think this will have a nice little spot in my like DVD or Blu-ray collection. Just like I want to watch something in the background. The Meg, sure. All right. Just kind of half pay attention to it, you know, tune in and out. I could see this as a background movie, but not one I would own. Like, if I saw it was on Netflix, I'd be like, eh, I can do that while I'm working on shit. Oh, if this was on Netflix, this would be like the third best Netflix movie. Yeah, you know what? This wouldn't be bad for Netflix. Yeah. Um, I felt a little let down by the second half of the movie. I think that's where I was kind of like, oh, all right. Because it had great, like, monster movie buildup. And then it never, like, got as crazy as I wanted it to. Yeah, it really didn't deliver that. And, you know, it kind of does... Especially when compared to the book, which I have read. I still need to read it, so I'm I'm uh, actually very excited to know. You can, you can say it, what, what happens there. It's, not, it's just, it's more chaotic. Uh, like, I think it, they, the one thing is that all the Chinese characters that were in this, if I remember correctly, they were all Japanese characters in the original book. Um, but because China produced this, they shifted it to Chinese characters. And there's some pretty blatant, I think, anti-Japanese sentiments in this film. Uh, like there's that there's that scene where they they find a wrecked boat that was destroyed by the Meg, and it was shark poachers. And there's like a moment where we take to be like, oh, how disgusting! They killed all these sharks just to take their fins for soup. And I think that's a delicacy in Japan. And that felt like some... Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of... Well, China's been really injecting their blockbusters with politics. But most of us don't get it because we don't understand yeah. a lot of this stuff. But I know that China right now has been like very... They've been claiming islands that Japan says they have the right to. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it, it's been going on for a couple of years, and uh, you'll know that the lead actress of this film, who's a Chinese actress, has supported uh, China, China's right to those islands. Oh, no. Yeah. Now I'm having mixed feelings about a movie I already had mixed feelings about. Yeah, I, I had to interject it with politics. No, no, I mean, like, we, we joke about this stuff, but it's like, yeah, it's kind of important, given the mm. nature of the movie. And, like, the joke I had coming out of this was, like, You'd never guess that it was co-financed by a Chinese company because that it's blatantly obvious. Like at times, like yeah. why does it take place on like a Chinese beach at the end? There's no, there's nothing like established there prior to. Yeah, there's to that no. Event. We make no connection with the land. Yeah, like there's no like. Oh, these are the Chinese. Like, did you ever see Piranha, the Joe Dante movie? Not the not Piranha that was made like five years ago. Like, uh, and and if. Passing on YouTube, never like the full thing. Oh God, you gotta watch Piranha, because um, Piranha is this great monster movie where like we keep cutting from the main monster plot to like all these B plots of people like hanging out at the lake, and then eventually like shit goes horribly wrong, and all these people end up getting affected, and it's a lot of fun. Um, although this, uh, I was about to complain about something from that movie. I'm not gonna. Uh, no, we can, we, we can complain about right. this movie. There's an actress in Piranha. I can't remember her name now all of a sudden. And she like is like this nice lady and she dies horribly. 
which whatever that happens in monster movies, but she's also in Joe Dante's The Howling, where she's a nice lady and she gets violently murdered. And I'm like, stop doing that. Also, <laughs> it was depressing. Do you remember that conversation we had about Jurassic World? Mm-hmm. And how it felt like a Joe Dante movie to some people. Yeah, those people should be shot. Okay. But well, I'm just I'm just bringing up a point here in comparison to what you told me about Howling and Piranha. This is closer to fuck you. <laughs> this is, this movie's closer to a Joe Dante film, although also falls short. This is fucking miles ahead of Jurassic World, but then again, fucking my colonoscopy was fucking miles ahead of. Jurassic World. Uh, I will say I like the look of the movie okay. Like it felt like a, this is a kind of breezy summer movie that you kind of go into a theater with nice air conditioning, a, a bag of popcorn, ice cold soda. Like everything felt right. It's just it really didn't push itself enough I don't think. Especially when yeah. it came to like um, after the, the introduction attack from the Meg when it makes its way to the surface. They keep setting up the, all the stuff on the the aquatic underwater station. Yeah, I was I was thinking about and that. And it's like, why didn't they ever destroy that? And if yeah, why does that get destroyed? Why isn't that a bigger part of the story? Like you have this great set, and we just leave it for the second half of the movie on a boat that we just get introduced to. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's a very uneven film. Uh huh. Um. But I like you know if you're into this kind of stuff you you'll probably enjoy the Meg. Yeah, you you could do a lot worse, I, I guess. You, you could, could do a lot worse. Um, I love that Jason Statham is just cool action hero dude. Like that's really it, and that's fine. You know, because that's that's kind of he's, he's one of the worst characterized like action heroes in recent history. Oh, totally. But he's just action dude. It's it's great. Like even Rain Wilson's character at some point is like hell yeah when he jumps in the water and it's like yeah. That's how I am right now. That was he was pretty funny. He was honestly Jason Statham was fine. I like him. Um, he's good at like doing like straight man while also selling the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Like, like my men, I didn't. There was something down there. Uh, also, I kind of just hate. This is just like a peppy. Like one of the things I hate that's like just a monster movie trope, which I understand, but I wish it would go away, is the guy who was right the whole time. The one guy who saw it coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jason Statham, like he saw it and then he was railroaded by people who just didn't want to believe him for some reason. <laughs> and because that like they think that replaces an arc where it's like up, oh, it turns out you were right. <laughs> You don't have to grow now. Yeah, right? Like, it doesn't like, it doesn't change anything for the rest of the movie. There is a romance B-plot, but that is so, like, eh, whatever. <laughs> that it's also, like, barely an arc. Yeah, that that's not great. But the, the little actress that plays the daughter, mm-hmm. uh, the one who's, like, basically matching wits with Jason Statham the whole movie and the rest yeah. of the crew... She is so funny and so adorable. That made me like like the movie even so much more. Because everything else kind of just like washes over you character-wise. There's some funny moments between people here and there. Uh, but I feel like the whole movie should have just been about her. Yeah, you know what? That would have been... You know what? If she was the one who saw it and no one was believing her, that would work a lot better. 
like she's like a little girl and like she keeps seeing this giant shark and everyone's like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you got to get those action. Jason Statham has to be able to punch a harpoon through a shark's eyeball. Yeah. That, that was yeah. kind of neat, but I, I wanted a little more oomph with that crazy finale. Because my whole yeah. thing with my written review, uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it and I, I guess I would say I liked the movie more or less. Uh, it never got crazy enough for a, ri- a ridiculous concept like this. And it, it didn't have to be ridiculous either. There's probably a way to play this straight. Uh, you don't do it with Jason Statham, though. And I, they didn't nearly go far enough in the other direction. So it's... Uh... Had this really delivered with... Because once, like, the shark is going for, like, those beachgoers... Had that just been chaotic, it would have—I would have been totally satisfied. But you don't see any deaths, really. Like everything is obscured enough that you don't see what's happening. You know? Yeah, there's like some passing, like you could tell people are being eaten, but you really don't see it. You just kind of register it, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's like blood, but like I remember, there's like one—it's in the trailer too, where like someone is swimming. Right, like the in like the chaos shots and the mouth, you just see the teeth kind of come down, and there's like, a, but all you see is some blood behind a spurt of bubbles. Uh, you know, I do like. There's one kill I really like uh, when that dude's rolling around in the bubble, and uh, when he obviously the shark's gonna pop the bubble, uh, and it like launches at the screen. I was like, okay, that's kind of that's kind of neat. Not clever, but was, you know, it's just something that was kind of. It was a good idea, but I just didn't like how it was executed. It made, like, a cartoon sound. I mean, by that point, the movie's trying to be a cartoon. So, I mean, that worked for me, but it's not, like, the highlight of the movie. On uh, In terms of the violence, too, both director John Turtletaub and actor Jason Statham have come out and said that, in uh, less than polite terms, I would even argue, that they were unhappy with uh, the... Not the whole final product. Not, I'm sure they're proud of work they put into the movie, but it's clear that they're uh, they wanted it to be a little grislier and a little more hard R-y. And not that a a rated R movie makes this a better movie in any way, but I could mm-hmm. see how having to cut around the violence and like the eating of people <laughs> could yeah. uh, dilute their original intent. This movie's got plenty of other problems, but I mean, I, well, I can I... see what what's uh, frustrated them about that. I honestly thought the reason you make a movie about the Megalodon is that you can have it, like, kill dozens of people without... You don't need to show blood with the Megalodon. <laughs> like, its mouth is just so fucking big. Yeah. Like, it, like there's there's a good chance that you wouldn't even have to, like, show people get bitten. Which is really... The MPA only really has problems with blood. It's amazing what you can get away with if you don't show blood. Blood and F-bombs for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, check out Taken, where there's no blood, but he kills, like, a hundred dudes. Yeah. Also, there's, That's like, sex trafficking in that movie. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's Peaches the Tino. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, because yeah, you know the women aren't enjoying the sex. That's a big MP. If women are shown pleasuring themselves in some way, then it's a NC-17. Jesus. It's like, it's like fucking fanatical Christians on the MPAA bunch of fucking scumbags there's uh also some weird stuff just like whenever they hop around from location to location there's always an establishing shot and then we hop over to a more specific spot like i think of the introduction in beijing after the like the cold open or jason statham Hmm. sees the meg or whatever uh 
we, we cut to Beijing, then we cut to a shot of a helicopter pad with the helicopter taking off into the ocean, and then we cut to the helicopter arriving at the aquatic station in the middle of the ocean. And it's like, why didn't you just open up on the the station? Yeah, why not? Why not find a clever way to like, oh, it looks like a factory, but then pan out and up, it's actually a thing in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. But I guess, you know, the fucking communist Chinese government, <laughs> they don't like, the totalitarian governments don't like ambiguity, so <laughs> you can't, can't have anyone feel confused at any time. I guess not. Uh, and then there's also, like, like you said, Jason Statham's character is just the weirdest, sloppiest, put-together action hero. Not intentionally, either, uh, in, like, a long time. So when we cut to him, finally, on his present-day story, uh, he's, like, drunk, and then he goes out to see his, like, this boat that he owns, I guess, and, like, the spoils of whatever's happened. Let's just... Let's just rattle back. First of all, he is established as he's the best underwater rescuer on the planet. Like, that's kind of how he's established, but he's lost credibility ever since the, this incident where that may or may not have been a megalodon. Which, back up, part of the plot is that the megalodons can't get up unless that area is punctured, right? Yeah. It's too cold. How did that attack happen? Yeah, were they... Because they, they below would have had to have thing? been under it, but then the mm. whole point of the, the later part of the movie is them being like, this is the first time we breached this uh, this area of the Mariana Trench. Yeah. So, which I, I guess that's that's dumb, but that doesn't bother me too much. It it is just. I was honestly kind of expecting. I was honestly expecting something where it was going to be like Rain Wilson was going to reveal. Oh yeah, uh, I knew there was megalodons down there. And that's why I put money into this. Like, we've. I was expecting him to be more evil than he ended up being. Yeah. Like, he's not a great guy. He's just kind of like a. Not great guy. He's just. He's more incompetent. Which I'm honestly fine with. But. Like, he. They, they really like. Like, everyone's like hating on him. <laughs> to an extent that I was not comfortable with. <laughs> they were like, maybe we should throw him overboard. Like, he literally saved people's lives at one point. Like, he did the right thing. <laughs> like, a, But because he's a billionaire who's, like, kind of like, oh, I want to make money. Which, yeah, that's a bad thing in this day and age. I wonder if he's a subtle dig at, like, American capitalism. That I'd like, be okay what, with. But I am, but it's I'm not super okay with it coming from a Chinese totalitarian government that yeah no it, it's, a, to, it's a lose-lose situation for sure has their own <laughs> oligarch <laughs> um hey. but no i i actually like rain wilson's character i think maybe the most just because i really love rain wilson uh i think mm. that that's a really talented dude and i i wish he had more like uh opportunities to star in big movies like this uh and he really doesn't do anything like straight up bad until like his last mm -hmm. scenes in the movie and not he's not even like directly hurting people. He indirectly ends up hurting people, but not he actually lies. warning he tells people. He does a pretty important. He does a pretty big lie. Yeah. And I mean, at one point, he's like, he's also like, we can't slow down. We have to make money off of this. And everyone's like, you test the boundaries of nature, and then you're in the audience going, "Is that the theme of this film?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Like, it, it, there's no real, there's not a clear, it's like your movie's about a giant shark. Stop it. <laughs> and you know what? Like, again, like I brought up, if uh, if they're wanting to take a more, like, straight-face approach to this, like, this is inherently a goofy concept, but the straight-face approach would probably be to, to do that Jurassic Park-esque thing or, like, the 2014 Why? Godzilla, you know? I, I blame James Cameron. <laughs> Ever since Aliens, there's been, like, the corporate asshole in, like, all of these type of movies. <laughs> like, I was kind of waiting for, what's that girl's name? The, like, she's the submarine engineer or something. Um, Ruby Rose? The actress. Ruby Rose. Yeah. I was, like, waiting for her to, like, grab Rain Wilson and be like, you don't see the Megalodon screwing each other over for a goddamn percentage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Whatever. But then back to Jason Statham. So he's the best guy at this shit, which is apparently an in-demand job. And uh, also, honestly, that's actually a pretty cool shot where, like, for half a second when that sub blows up, you see the silhouette of the Megalodon. Yeah. Like, that was actually pretty cool. Um, like, blink and you'll miss it. Uh, but then he, because he gets disgraced, now he's a drunk. But the moment he gets called back into action, he's no longer a drunk. And he has no problem, like, going right back to what he did. And then he can basically do everything that doesn't involve going to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> he has, He's just kind he of like, everything. Uh, like, there's one scene where he, like, kind of holds back for, for a little bit. And then he, he, when he dies back in, I thought, oh, this, this might actually lead to some interesting conflict for the character, you know? But then it, it's never brought up again. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. He's just kind of over it, because he's got to be action hero man. And we also see that the girl lead, the female lead, is equally as capable as him. Like, she, she, all, the only reason she really screws up in this movie is because she usually goes first, and then he gets to learn from her mistakes in order to get around them. <laughs> That's an arc, right? No, <laughs> but but hey, he's a better character than Chris Pratt in Jurassic World, whose character is motorcycle. Aww. yeah. And at least he's—I mean, there's actually one part where he's kind of like, "I don't need this woman coming down with me," <laughs> and then it's just—but he never acts sexist after that. <laughs> so that I can remember, maybe he said something else. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I like—it's not really a. Like a gender thing for him, isn't it? Just that, like, oh yeah, like her ship's all fucked up. Like I already got to save all these people. I- I'm not gonna be able to save all of these people. Well, I think it, I think at first he's like, I don't need some person who doesn't know what I. They haven't seen what I've seen, <laughs> and and that because she because he's like angry at her before she even wrecks. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's 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 true. What is that actress's name? I'm sorry for not knowing it. Uh, Lee Bingbing plays Su Yin. All right. Yeah. Um, she was good. I liked her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else has she been in? Because she, she's, she's been around. She's, she's a pretty big uh, movie star over there. Was she in, like, one of the Transformers movies? Uh, oh, like, shit. Yeah, she yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in Resident Evil Retribution, which mm-hmm. I actually really like. Um, no one cares. <laughs> uh, yeah, Transformers... The Forbidden Kingdom. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, Forbidden Kingdom's good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Although I haven't seen it in like ten years, maybe I'd hate it now. <laughs> I, I remember uh, liking it too. Um, I don't. I don't trust my opinion on any movie that I haven't seen for six months. <laughs> Guess what? Aliens might be a terrible film. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, she was good. I liked her. And I honestly, as much as I'm creeped out about China slowly overtaking us and infusing their propaganda into our films, unlike the United States, which would never do something like that. <laughs> just look up the films that the military closely works with. It's like a list of 800,000 movies. It's like all the superhero films. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, the the byproduct of it is that it's refreshing to see, you know, newer, more diverse faces on the big screen. Um, You take the the silver linings where you can get them. Yep. I mean, we're all about to die, but it's fine. At least, I'm like, oh, that's cool. She looks nice. Yeah. Uh, also, for anybody interested in seeing just how like intense the the Chinese propaganda can get in um, specifically their action movies, watch Wolf Warrior, but specifically watch Wolf Warrior Two. Don't look hmm. up anything. Just look up those movies, rent them, come back to me. Have you seen those? There was one. No, I haven't. Oh, there was one. <laughs> I, I honestly, I haven't been checking. I've been, like, meaning to, like, start watch like, Chinese films just to see what's going on. And uh, I haven't seen that. I, I was aware of one, though, that, like, they made one recently that was basically about how China should have dominant influence over Africa. Wolf Warrior 2, ladies and gentlemen. All right, yeah. Uh, problematic I, I as fuck. About that. But also kind of hilariously entertaining. It's their bad boys, too. It's China's bad boys, too. You know what, though? Uh, another cool thing about this movie, another silver lining, is that uh, uh, Lee Bingbing is uh, 45 years old. Which is 11 years older than the female co-lead of uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Wow. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that was something I noticed. I'm like, oh, it looks like she looks like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I loved uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout specifically, but uh, like it, it's time for Tom Cruise to admit his age. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's time to to let it go. Not when he's still making money. Oh, well. He honestly, I think it's just Tom Cruise has to stop trying to do movies that aren't Mission Impossible. <laughs> he has no. He's not dynamic enough. I think if he stuck, like, with his weird art house phase towards the late 90s, then maybe he could have grown, but I, I think that's done, too. You get back with P.T. Anderson, man. Oh, fuck yeah. Imagine P.T. Anderson's Mission Impossible, but instead of, like, these, like, extravagant set pieces, it's just, like, a character drama. Yeah, that'd be amazing. But I was I was thinking, because, like, think about it. He's tried to launch, like, two other franchises recently, which is uh, Jack Reacher, which no one liked. And The Mummy, which no one liked, because he's just a generic action guy in those films. I think the reason why like, that movie, uh, what the fuck, Edge of Tomorrow, what the, what a terrible title. I like um, the title. I, ah, fuck you. The, 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 the title of the fucking source material is All You Need Is Kill. Oh yeah, that's a way better title. Which is <laughs> the greatest title I've ever heard. <laughs> And they should have used it. But, like, he, he's great in that because he's a sniveling worm. 
Like he's he's such a Tom Cruise was such a great coward at the start of that film. He should be doing that more. I'd like to see him as like a guy who just gets in over his head, like do like the Jackie Chan thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? He basically is America's Jackie Chan, considering what he's put his body through. Yeah, you know what he kind of is. So I, I think you're on something there. Uh, yeah, do it. I do it, Cruise, you coward. I'd also like to see him play a villain again. I, I, yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. All right, can I tell you my perfect idea for what Tom Cruise should do with his career? Collateral two, Electric Boogaloo. No, but that'd be cool. Um, remember there were rumors of him playing Green Lantern? Oh, yeah. There was, like, brief rumors. Like, fuck that. Don't have him be the lead in a Green Lantern movie, but have him be Hal Jordan as Parallax. Have that be the first Green Lantern movie. I, I'd be ecstatic for that. Like, John Stewart, because you got to do John Stewart. He's the best Green Lantern. Because he's an architect and shit. And... Like, have him, like, he gets inducted into the Green Lantern Corps, but no one trusts him because the last human that was part of the Green Lantern Corps, like, went crazy and killed a bunch of people. And it was Hal Jordan. And so he has to kind of wrestle with that. There's your movie, DC. But no, just tell the same fucking shit you always do. What shit is that? Just, oh, it's the origin. Or, oh, there's too many characters. <laughs> That's well, the this only is two how, things this is how interesting the Meg is. Yeah, it's better to talk about this other shit. Yeah. Uh, but really, uh, I mean, we're not really like shitting on it. It's just like, yeah, it was fine. I, I liked watching it. My favorite moment in the movie was when the boat got flipped. That was a cool little moment. Uh, I mean, like you like, could kind of see it was coming. Like, oh, they got the shark already. It's like, all right, we're only an yeah, hour into the movie. Way too long a build up. <laughs> <laughs> the wall. They call him the wall like three times right before he dies so you don't forget that his name's the wall. (laughs) Also, the dude from Heroes needs fucking better jobs. He does. uh, He's another really talented character actor. And he's the first one to go. Why? He's writing a letter to his wife in case he dies so you know what's going to (laughs) happen. My favorite moment of this is when they're like, we have to destroy this Megalodon. And the, the the woman goes, no, we must try nonviolent actions. And I'm like, this isn't like King Kong. It's not the last of its kind. <laughs> like, if, if there's one down there, that means there's an ecosystem that supports enough megalodons to support a population. <laughs> like, it's not a rare thing. <laughs> If you know how biology works, like, that's why the Loch Ness Monster doesn't exist, because there can't just be one of them. Like, there would have to be multiple monsters to support a population and a food supply. Which is also why the Megalodon doesn't make any sense. What the fuck is he eating down there? I guess those squids, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be fair, we just saw that one region of the trench... Which goes God knows how much deeper, probably... I'm not like... I don't want to come across... I don't want to come across like I'm CinemaSins complaining about it. I just think it's kind of funny. Okay. Like, it, I wasn't, like, in the theater going, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, I paid money to see a movie called Meg. <laughs> I know what, I know what I'm in for. I'm not going to complain about the science that yeah. much. Oh, fuck. You see the CinemaSins, like, this came up in my recommended feed on YouTube, so fuck YouTube. Uh, they're <laughs> like, they did a CinemaSins video for Deep Blue Sea. And, it, mm. and it's like, you 
really? Like, you're not even trying with that one. Do they complain about the lack of topless scenes? Oh. Or no, oh, was the, the doesn't contain a lap dance? Yeah. Like, fuck, fuck you guys. Like, up, oh, she's in a, ju- uh, what is she? Like, they're in a wetsuit, which totally negates a wet t-shirt scene or something. I'm just <laughs> trying to guess what fucking horrible jokes. Uh. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea, that's one where you need to break down the mistakes. <laughs> Everyone involved in that was trying to make a really serious film about the dangers of curing Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so aggressively mean to science and scientists. That movie's mean to, like, existence. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Uh, the mag is optimistic, I think. I don't know what uh, what about, but it's it's happy. I'm sure there's like some underlying political thing I'm not picking up on. Oh yeah, I forgot so. that kind of thing. Yeah, but hey, uh, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I liked. Uh... All right, did you notice that like towards the end there was like a dozen Jaws references? That was about... I was about to go into that. Yeah. For the moment the that couple on that wedding boat start calling out for the dog, and they're like, Pippin! And I was like, oh, the dog's going to get it, because that's the name of the dog in Jaws. And then later, the little kid goes out into the ocean, and his mom's like, all right, you can go out one more time. And he has to convince her, and I was like, Jesus, they're just, they're, they're not even trying at this point. It's sort of like in Mission Impossible 2, where John Woo just straight up rips off that beat from Last of the Mohicans at the waterfall. Stay alive, no matter what occurs. I will find you, no matter how long it takes, no matter how far, I will find you. Just stay alive! I'm not going to lose you! Why not? Yeah, it's like, yeah, why not? Okay. That's what you're going but for. It's weird because it's like, at the, if anyone is going to watch The Meg, they've probably seen Jaws. <laughs> so, like, I can get there. Maybe isn't a great overlap between people who saw Last of the Mohicans and Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> but you don't, you don't go to Meg unless you've seen Jaws. Yeah. But to me, like, just think about the difference, though, where... In Jaws, Alex Kittner asks to go swimming longer, and he just kind of asks his mom, and she's like, oh, all right. Like, she, there's no, like, real aggressiveness to it. Whereas in this one, it's a fat kid who's, like, complaining to his mom like a brat. And she's like, ah, like, she just gets annoyed with his yelling. <laughs> like, that's a, that was a weird, like, kind of, like, listen, like, be a good parent moment. 
Whereas the Alex Kittner death is more like a tragic moment. Yeah, like what are we even supposed to feel from all that stuff from the well, back the half? That kid doesn't even die. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad the dog didn't die. Actually, that that was my favorite part when the dog was revealed to have survived, and it means nothing. But I just you know that was weird because the whole wedding group survived. Yeah, we've seen the Meg already tear apart like a bunch of other ships, so it's like how Yeah. Why? But also like they like it was so weird because they introduced this wedding party and then the bride is like being a brat. Like she's being a bridezilla a little bit. A la Jurassic World. I was about to say, you know where that needs to go. And it was so weird because I'm like, because this movie was going out of its way that like all the victims were kind of assholes, except for like the two that we knew. Yeah. And uh, there was, like, this real emphasis on, like, oh, they're either poachers or they're drinking or they're just, they want to check out the ladies or something. And so, like, they set up this bridezilla, and I'm like, oh, I guess they're making her an asshole so we don't feel bad when she dies. But then she didn't die. <laughs> so it was just, it was just like, the shit on women who want to get married, I guess. Yeah, I don't, that back half has a lot of weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh... But then again, the dog returning to the screen also got the biggest cheer from my audience. So what do I know? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that with my audience. Oh, okay. That that was adorable. Um, I liked. Uh, you know, what's one thing I actually like a visual. I like genuinely liked in the movie. Uh, was seeing the megalodon at a distance, like breaking the surface. That was where like neat. they're in the boat. And they, we can't get close because we know it'll destroy the boat, but it's kind of just fucking around. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, just to see it. That was kind of cool. Um, other than that, I didn't care. Yeah, it, not the most visually uh, dynamic shark attack movie. Uh, also, there's a fucking cage sequence like Jaws, but the cage is so strong that it doesn't break, and the megalodon almost swallows yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little play on that because you expect it that to is- break, you know. But then it's like, oh, we got to get her out of there. But wouldn't the Megalodon, Megalodon just choke and that would solve all our problems? <laughs> Imagine that's the discussion they had. Like, what if, what if just choke? Yeah, we got to go rescue her. Wait, but hold on. If it chokes, it's no longer a problem. We can just cut her yeah. out later. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but hey, I, had, I enjoyed moments of it. Yeah. It made me want to go home and watch The Abyss. Uh, which I didn't do, so I should go watch yeah. that. Which is also not on Blu-ray yet. Oh, shit. For whatever really? reason. Because people hate James Cameron movies when they're not Aliens or Terminator 2. I guess. I, guess. I don't know. What, what's up, people? Yeah. Or Avatar, because that has like four home releases. I don't know mm-hmm. how. <laughs> they're like, holy shit. Because people are fucking morons. I actually watched that recently. It, that holds up. I was surprised. I will punch you. It's it's pretty good. I was really into it this time. I fucking can't stand you. James Cameron would have made this, like, the best movie of the year. Well, yeah, but that's because he's James Cameron. He, James Cameron wouldn't make this movie. Uh, but fucking Avatar blows, man. As someone who is, like, genuinely interested in the sequels, because I just want to see what the fuck they're going to be, <laughs> I could care. I fucking hate Avatar. <laughs> I think I just hate Sam Worthington. Oh, fuck. I, I always forget he's the lead. Yeah. <laughs> I would have rather just followed, like, the Zoe Saldana alien thing. 
or fucking Sigourney Weaver as like the cigarette smoking scientist. <laughs> or the guy who's the general who wants to declare war on a tree. Oh yeah, uh, Sergeant Army. Yeah. Shock and awe. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Right. Um, I hope Sam Worthington dies in like the first two minutes of Avatar 2. Well, it's been described as a godfather-like saga, so I bet he does die in one of these, and then the kids carry on the story. That's what I want. <laughs> Although, I wonder what they mean by godfather-like saga. That can mean a lot of things, and not all of them are good. Yeah. Well, every James Cameron sequel has kids in it, so the next one's going to have a bunch of kids. James Cameron, you fascist. <laughs> he actually might be. I don't, I don't know. Hang on. Do you fuck? Uh, some some last things I liked about the Meg, the sharks all looked really good. I thought um, there is the occasionally uh, interesting shot with the Meg, like you brought up. But I think my favorite they gave it away in the trailer uh, is when it slowly starts creeping up to the facility where uh, Sunyan's daughter is playing with her little roller doll, and then yeah, that's 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 a good moment. Yeah, uh, I I wish the rest of the movie had that because you could still get you know, a little think... scary with your your populist blockbuster you know yeah you know what i think is funny though that i'm so used to jaws which the shark in jaws does not look like how sharks look <laughs> that when you see like a normal look like a, a shark that is more accurately designed for a movie it feels off to me <laughs> like i know i'm wrong but i i'm just so used to the jaws shark that looks like a bottle kind of like a tube <laughs> with a Last thing, what are your thoughts on how the shark is killed in this one? Because I thought it was okay. I needed a little bit more, if I'm being honest. But uh... In the book, he drives a submarine down its throat and rips its heart out. So this is the worst adaptation, like, yeah, humanly it, possible. It got rid of... But I will say, in the book... Remember the ex-wife in this? Yeah. Who he seems to have a pretty healthy relationship, even though they don't like each other. Yeah. Which I actually liked. I, I like that that pairing too yeah it's a big step up from the book which um the ex-wife is like a reporter who is described as a bitch at one point in the book um and she gets violently killed by the megalodon because she wants to get her story oh oh you know what this movie was missing not that not not that <laughs> not horrible sexism <laughs> Um, but Ben Gardner. What? <laughs> no, not him. Oh, who the fuck am I thinking of then? Ben Gardner's the guy whose head pops oh, out of the yeah, boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like also, when they're going out the hunt stars, he's like, sure, we get them silly bastards down to that rock pile to see the fathers that never met their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just babbling. That's why Jaws is great, because they, they send out, like, a boat, boats full of idiots to hunt. <laughs> The shark. <laughs> Imagine that in this movie. Oh god, they they all die. Yeah, they all die. <laughs> uh, but I think that's another thing I I liked about the Meg too, where it's just everyone has a job and they're all good at it and they all mostly get along. Any conflicts yeah. that arise, I mean, it kind of makes for a boring like arc overall for the characters. But for a movie that should be breezier and like uh, a nice little cap to a summer movie season, that's been a mixed bag, admittedly. You know, it's just nice to just see a movie where people get along and then they die. Yeah. Not everything sure. needs to be Deep Blue Sea where they're like ripping off 
Stellan Skarsgård's arm and then launching him into a fucking glass window under the ocean. Or someone uh, screaming that they don't want to die before getting eviscerated in a pool of water. Or, you know, Skarsgård getting attacked right after he says, God didn't do this. (laughs) We did. And then, ah! (laughs) Like, go and play God, he'll fucking have a shark with your arm. (laughs) That's exactly what I want out of my supreme deity. (laughs) Just a real petty asshole. Oh, you think you can cure Alzheimer's? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we gotta do Deep Blue Sea one of these oh, days. That yeah. movie is unbelievable. It's, oh my god, oh. it kills with the crowd. I wish I wish they showed it in theaters like every month just for me. Uh, I'd go. Oh, it's the shit. It's the shit. The Meg is not the shit, but... The Meg is not the shit. It's not super great. It has its moments. If you like these type of movies, check it out. Yeah. But uh, if you're kind of like, I don't know, you're probably right. <laughs> you probably it. won't like it. That's, there's no yeah. no surprise there. Uh, it did remind me how much I do like seeing shark movies in theaters. Uh, but yeah. in terms of recent ones, The Shallows is still like my Bible. Uh, I liked it. I like this way more than 47 Meters Down. I don't know if you ever saw that one. I never saw it because you told me it was bad. And I'm like, if Diego doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, but then that director ended up doing the Stranger sequel, which I did like. So mm-hmm. I didn't see that either. Okay, I don't give a fuck about the Strangers. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Meg. Go. <laughs> either way, you, you know whether you want to go see it or, or you want to go avoid it. So, if you like movies like It Came from Beneath the Sea, you might enjoy the Meg. It was just nice to see a movie where, like, the antagonist was literally a shark. Yeah. Like, he was the, the main antagonist of the film. <laughs> uh, and if they make a sequel, I hope it's called The Megs, because you know what they have to do. Yeah, there's got to be multiple. Oh, fuck well, yeah. there was multiple Megs in this. Well, yeah, but, like, aggressively more. Multiple Megs in the cell next to <laughs> Sorry, I thought of multiple Megs from Sounds of the Lamb. You don't remember multiple Migs? No. He was the guy who, he fucking threw his, he was the one who jerked off and then threw it onto Oh, Jody God. Lester. And then Hannibal Lecter talked him to death. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had multiple Migs because he's got multiple personalities, I guess. That's not problematic. Right. Mm. Well, I think that was like, they were, like, that was clearly, they were, it was wrong to call him that. <laughs> That's more of Dr. Chilton's poor ways. That's very true. All right, Hannibal Lecter versus Jaws. The two ultimate cannibals. <laughs> well, the shark wouldn't be a cannibal. It would just be a man-eater. The two man-eaters, then. All right. Uh, depends how much prep time Hannibal has. Hmm. Well, yeah, if he has, like, prep time, he wins. He, like, brainwashes say... the shark. All right, here's the plot. I just came up with this. So... Hannibal Lecter is too dangerous to be kept on the shore of the United States. (laughs) So they have to take him to the old submarine loading dock from World War II. Which is what the station is in Deep Blue Sea. And that's where they're going to keep the most violent criminals. And 
one day when Will Graham shows up, a fucking shark decides to attack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow Quint is still alive. Oh, okay. Oh my god, I'd I'd buy a whole book about Quint and Will Graham just sitting on a boat. Well, it would just be Quint harassing Will Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of you sons of bitches. one thing, Mr. Graham. You college boys don't know enough to admit when you're wrong. (laughs) I want to watch Jaws. All right, you should go watch Jaws after we're done recording this episode. And after you let people know where they can find you. I'm at EmperorOTN at Twitter.com and YouTube in the near future. And you can find me at D-E-W-G-O Waffles, Waffle Press on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud. Uh, like, subscribe. If you didn't like this, like, subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. Also, the Predator retrospective is starting now, and available before this episode is even up. What up? Yeah. Predator <laughs> I 2, haven't even listened to it. Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, and Predators, all before we head up with uh, Shane Black's The Predator. All these mm. titles are very similar, so it's going to be a problem, but that's okay. And then we have to find another thing to do a retrospective on. I think there are a couple movies out there with our names on them. I think there's a couple franchises that people would like to hear us talk about. Maybe one around the... Maybe one around one of the most important holidays of the year. There you go. Arbor Day. He looks heroic, but he's kind of got a negative attitude. You on this, you ugly. We've been professionally unprofessional. <laughs> Thank you.